0: Reclaimed Audio, upcycling and making with Reclaimed Materials. Hey
1: everybody, welcome to another episode of Reclaimed Audio. Uh, my name is Phil Pinsky and with me is...
2: Who's with you today? Uh, the other guy, what's his name? Go ahead. Mike Laffey.
1: <laughs>
0: oh no, 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 I still have a job. Hi guys, I'm Bill. Bill Luz. Yeah,
2: Bill lose for another hour at least and uh, I'm Tim Sway. And uh, welcome to our podcast. I wanted to just take a quick minute to thank all um, our Patreon supporters, all of them, but specifically our top Patreon supporters, Luis Gonzalez, Stu Morrison, and Mr. Jimmy DiResta, the, the godfather of making. And um, I also wanted to thank Jimmy personally for also contributing to my new Patreon account, and uh, that really humbles me. I think I, I think I wept a little bit of grease and sawdust when I saw your name come <laughs> up there. So thank you very much to all of you, and um, also... Um, I wanted to remind everybody that we are on iTunes and you can, you know, listen to our podcast via them. And even if you don't listen to our podcast via iTunes, it would be awesome if you went on and left a review there, because um, like I use Stitcher because my phone is not made by Apple, um, but uh, I would still went on to iTunes and and left a review saying that I thought this was horrible. So you guys could follow Sue. That'd be awesome.
0: Hey Tim, wow. can I, real quick, what? Can you clarify a little bit? I get the sawdust,
2: but what? Why grease coming out of your eyes? Well, I was just you know, like, I was thinking about the chess pieces, the lathe, you know, WD forty, you know, Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I thought maybe because I'd say
0: you know, Casey's into that whole holistic thing, and we have some ointment. So. Oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Hello, tangent. Um, what are we working on, guys? Bill, what are you working on this week?
0: I, you know what I did this week? Um, I mailed out a bunch of stickers. The final round of mailings happened today. And uh, that was quite a uh, process. I didn't realize how involved that would be. So I, I'm going to post something, but I want to say that if I screwed up and you don't get something in the mail, or if you would like one and you didn't realize I was doing that, middle of January-ish after all this craziness has settled down, I'll probably uh, do another, hey, who wants a sticker? So, but anyway, I just want to say uh, thanks to everybody who's posting pictures of my sticker and act like you like them. I think that's just awesome, and I love you all.
2: Tim, what are you working on? Uh, not much. Uh, I'm still just sort of wrapping up some some gifts, and um, I have a job coming in that I'm not going to be starting for until after the holidays. And uh, I'm just, and I was actually got ahead of this, the game a little bit, and I've been enjoying it. I've been doing some tinkering, and uh, I took a day off last week. My wife and I went away to celebrate her birthday and our anniversary about two months late. Um, and uh, and then today I was t- tinkering around with some more little gifts and stuff, and. Um, some videos will be coming out of that. Uh, I'm going to have a whole ton of videos coming out of these this tinkering I'm doing. So Awesome. Yeah. Phil, what are you working yeah. on? <laughs> <laughs> um, I had an
1: insane weekend. I pumped out four step stools and a whiskey box, so that was a huge, huge weekend. I, and I thought your was... post, buddy, a uh, lot of work. That yes. seriously, wow. Yeah. That, yeah, it was, it was a ton, but these are, you know, this is the high season for Christmas and I promised a, couple, a few rush orders and I was actually able to do it thanks in part to my new nail gun that, uh, that Paul's had sent me, which dramatically increased productivity. Wow, like mm. you don't have to wait for clams, you just keep rolling and keep moving. I was also able to use a heat gun to just speed up dry time on the stain and lacquer so again I could just keep moving instead of having to wait a whole other day. So it, uh, learning all these little tricks has really made me a lot faster with that stuff, which is great because it means I can pump out more of this stuff in less time. So that was... Uh,
0: you know, I, I have one of those little brad nailers, and I've had, I don't know, 10 different kind. I can't ever get them to work. I put the nails in, I pound them on the, the wood, and nothing comes out. I just...
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good work. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, yeah, that's... I don't know. We'll talk to you afterwards. That might be a different way of doing it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay, let's dive right on into it, Um, and this week's episode is almost an organic melding of the minds here, because we all came at it from a different sort of way of talking about what this really is, and we're going to call it, Am I Good Enough? Because really, there's a whole bunch of components to it. It comes down to confidence, it comes down to inhibition. it comes down to ability, it comes down to self-doubt, but at the end of the day, it's a very simple question. Is it, Am I Good Enough? to do whatever it is that I want to be doing, whether it is YouTube videos, uh, selling my stuff online, selling my stuff in person, um, you know, working with Reclaimed in the first place, just doing anything. Am I good enough? So it's uh, something that I think that a lot of us struggle with, especially at the very, very beginning. And I'm curious to know, what was that moment for you, Bill, where you decided I'm good enough and like even your your sort of origin story was where you did all this stuff for for Casey's salon, at what point did you decide I'm good enough that I could do this and I'm cool with putting my name on it and I'm cool with my wife representing the fact that her husband built this stuff?
0: Wow, Um, for me I mean the whole am I good enough thing has been going on for me for a long time and I've overcome it in many different aspects as far as making. Um, When it comes to, to upcycling In particular, um, your first few projects that you start, maybe you know, because I particularly went to get reclaimed materials before it was called that a hundred years ago, and um, as I saw that start to gain traction over the last, I don't know, even ten years. I mean, people have really been kind of getting into it, or I've been noticing it more, and I had to re-struggle with that all over again. Am I good enough? Because there's amazing upcycle projects out there you know as far as the, the builds themselves um, and then it started to become more more and more important to me why I'm doing upcycling as opposed to just saving money or or because I like the look it's like hey wait a minute there's an aspect to this that is being more green being um keeping things out of the landfill i mean you know so i'm still learning those parts of it and i'm overcoming even more of that which is why having tim with us as a mentor is really cool and then so you know i get i get through all that i know i can make things i know i'm again i have a ton of experience as far as with tools you know everything from a a hammer to a backhoe and everything in between i've just i've at least been around a, a, a tools forever and then so fast forward to again my wife deciding her and her partners decide they want to open up a salon and um You know, again, the story goes that you know at first they were just going to have designers do everything, and found out that the designers wanted to charge them ten times what their actual budget was. And I had stepped in, and it was just like I knew I could make it good enough for them to get by until they got going, and then they can actually buy some real furniture because I I I knew I was good enough to get them going, and a few people might like it. So jump over that hurdle, and um, the feedback. So that. For me, what said? Am I good enough? Um, feedback, you know, positive responses from people. You know, I was confident that I can make solid stuff that would that they wouldn't hurt themselves on. Um, but the actual salon turned out really great. So then, fast forward a little bit, and, and another another uh, year or so goes by or whatever, and I meet Mister Sway, and he, he starts encouraging me after a while to, to do a video. You know, and I thought, well, what the heck, you know, because I started getting commissions from people that want, you know, saw the salon stuff. I'm really getting into it. I've got some tools again now, so let's do it. And uh, I thought, what the heck? I may not be able to make a video that well, but I know what I make in the video will be cool enough that hopefully people won't laugh me out of the building. So, and that's where I'm at now. So my confidence now, am I good enough? Is seeing. It's not the builds anymore that I'm so impressed by. It's everybody is making, you know, um, Paul Jackman, his his video, the, the editing stuff that he does in his latest video, weird as it may be, I have no idea how you would do something like that. You know, Jay Bates is another one that does all these weird things with. Uh, stuff pops in and out of the, there's sound effects that go along with it, you know, and uh, i talked people about even, walking
2: and, around all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like, so, so that's where am I good enough is, is hitting me hard right now. It's like, I want to spend, I know I can make, I, I don't have a problem with that, but can I make videos? And um, so I just, it's just a matter of learning. It's like a new tool, new hurdle to overcome, knowing that I, I may not. I may not be that good at it now, but I am good enough and I can actually do it, it's just going to take time like everything else I've learned so I don't know if that answered your question Phil but I love to talk <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well we are paying you by the word so we've had a, nice. you got about a couple of grand coming to you. Tim what about you what, what moment, because you started off as a musician and really that's I'm sure what you thought was your end game so at what point did you believe that you were good enough that you could make a living, feed your family from making and making with Reclaimed?
2: Uh, I'm not sure if I still do think that I am good enough. Um, uh, I have to say, I am a non-competitive person by every like stretch of the imagination, um, but I'm very competitive with myself. Um, like, you know, uh, I care less about winning other things, and it, almost almost to a fault, like I'm non-competitive. But uh, with myself, I always expect more of me, and I, I used to tell my, my wife... Um, Back even before we were married, we were dating, and um, and I was back then. I was like really working out, playing music, and trying to you know, I was, that was where my heart was, and. I remember saying to her that the way I wanted to die was to walk off stage and go, "Yeah, I could have done that better and, then, and just be done. <laughs> that's my, that's the way I've always sort of lived my life and that's why I'm doing this now because, you know, I got to that point where I wasn't really wanting to challenge myself with it and, and I was getting more interested in this. So, uh, so for me, I am constantly challenging myself and constantly critiquing myself. Uh, I am definitely my own worst critic. Um, and, uh, and I, and I just, I struggle with that every day, and it's what keeps me sharp, and it's what keeps me honest, and it's what keeps me trying. I wanted to hear you, but I also wanted to uh, ask you a question because you would mention it before. Maybe, why don't you go first, and then I'll ask you my question.
1: Okay, sure. Yeah.
2: So I personally,
1: I, I don't feel like I'm good enough. Not yet, anyways. I know, I know where I want to be. I know where I want to get to. Um, I don't think I'm good enough to be playing at a certain level. I think I'm good enough to be doing sort of the small little projects that I do, but I think I still need to develop my skill set. But I will say that the thing that maybe uh, defines me and sort of makes me different I think than than most of my friends is that I'm curious and I'm not afraid to fail. Where where I think Mm. those are two things that are necessary for making and for just doing something different with your life and, and I think what we're the three of us doing, the entire maker community is doing is very, very different. Most people are very conventional, they go to work, they come home, maybe they play a video game, they hang out with their family, they do whatever they're doing but it's, it's complete, we're almost living like these double lives where, you know, we're these micro celebrities in each other's lives where we're hyper interactive with other people within the community and it's just a very, very different thing. So I do believe that I'm good enough to do this. I think I have something to say. I think I, I bring something to the table. But as far as my making, it's, it's something that I think I very much need to develop. And, and I'll give you an example. Uh, Trevor Carter, I'm sure you guys saw this, did this, um, this like Harley motorcycle rocking horse for his son. Yeah, yeah. And, and I said to the guy in the, in, the, in the Facebook, I said to him, I said, wow, that is gorgeous. You are talented. All uppercase capitals. And then he wrote me back something incredibly nice, super Canadian. He wrote back, uh, <laughs> <coming from> <laughs> "Sorry, <laughs> super Canadian." No, it was very Canadian, eh? And he goes, "He goes coming from from an amazing maker that's high praise or something along to those to those uh, lines." And I felt like I got red faced. I got embarrassed that he said that because I really don't think I'm anywhere close to this guy. He is incredible and, and like I said I felt felt embarrassed that he would say that back to me. So I know and I'm very self-aware, I understand what my skill level is but I also know where I want to get to. So the two sides of am I good? If I'm good enough for the media portion and the content and the marketing, yes. For the making I think I have a lot to go and I know I have a lot to go as far as working with Reclaimed also. I think I'm just touching, hitting the iceberg uh, working with like pallets and some whatever knickknacks that I find. But I know there's a lot to do as far as reclaim metal. There's a lot of stuff with uh, materials that I'm not even thinking of. So, and that's the exciting part also, is that there's so much more to learn. There's such a large challenge ahead of me. And I'm a really technical guy, so I, I love the learning process. I love the ascent, getting to that top. I was like that younger with computers. I in, since I was nine years old, I was into computers. And I, I love that there was so much to learn with so many hobbies, like you can get to a good peak of where you're going to be pretty quickly. But I think with, with making, because it's a massive topic, there's so much to learn and to develop and to gain and some tiny little techniques that you could spend a lifetime refining. Uh, so I, I, I find it incredibly interesting.
0: Hmm. You know, before, before Tim asks you a question, I'd like to point out, you are good enough. You are good enough to be the maker you want to be. You, you hit the nail on the head. You don't have the skills that you want as of yet. You're still learning things that you're curious about. But that's what makes you good enough. It's just, you know, it's that, that curiosity. And, and I hope that I can apply that to what I was saying. Am I good enough to make videos? Yeah, I am, actually, because I will learn it, and I am curious about it. So mm-hmm. that's kind of weird. Hearing, hearing you say that, I'm like, you're crazy, Phil. You've got skills up the yin-yang, Val. I mean, so, yeah, you know, that's kind of weird. It's like, are you good enough? You know, yeah, you are. So we can tell each other that.
2: Okay, yeah, <laughs> you can do it, buddy. You can do it. Group hug.
0: <laughs> and also, real quick, uh, um, Tim, I just noticed that you're wearing your shirt, <laughs> your T-shirt. Uh, yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, what was, was it?
1: it?
2: Oh, it's uh, from when when the Maritime Woodworkers uh. Uh, <laughs> was that what it was from? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah when yeah, they, they, they roasted
2: whatever you call. Tell yeah. everyone what it says. It says, uh, "Well, it's one of my yellow truck T-shirts that I basically only wear, and uh, and I just painted the Lutz abides across the top of it, uh, just what? to just around." That's from rattle.
0: his uh, inspired by Tim Sway video. That this, this is shirt did. is a
2: filthy mess, and it's just like one of these. It was basically a shop rag that I wrote your name on. <laughs> is what I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd appreciate that. I upcycled my shop rag back into clothing. I did. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> no. What was your What was your question for Phil? You know, well, I, I wanted to say real quick before I ask my question because it kind of leads into it, though. Um, you know, and I was saying how I, I struggle with with doubts of whether I'm good enough or not, but I, I didn't really finish that. But the point is that I I know that I have a, a place, and I know what I'm doing is 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 viable and valuable. Um, the whole point of my Vance Maker series is partly to spend time with my son, and selfishly, you know, partly to selfishly record his. his growing up and all that stuff. But the, the message and the moral of that is really what my whole channel is about. Uh, about And I've said it a million times, <laughs> and, and I even say it to my son in this next video, and people might think it's a little weird, but I say there's no such thing as talent, there's only desire. Um, and So when we're talking about good enough, and, you know, or hard work, or whatever you want to call it, so it doesn't matter, you might have some natural talent, like you might be seven feet tall, so you're gonna be, you know, like have this advantage on the basketball court. Um, but you're not going to be a good basketball player unless you put the time in, unless you unless you try. And that's what Phil's doing right now. That's what we're all doing right now. And so it doesn't mean just because you're not the best basketball player you can be doesn't mean you don't deserve to be in the game. You know, there's there's a place for you if, you, if you're willing to do the work and if you're willing to try. And that's one of the things that maybe separates us from the people that are, go home and sit and watch video games, you know, play video games, instead of, like like Phil was saying, about this, that thing, it's like that desire. Um, but so what I wanted to ask... Uh, Phil was because he'd sort of talked about it before and it sort of ties into this like all of a sudden, oh you're good enough you're good enough um, Phil you sort of jokingly s- said that you had a hard time almost believing uh, in, in the compliments um, be- I forget why it was like a joke because we were complimenting someone you remember what I'm talking about? No. No? Was he uh, drinking? Were you drinking? <laughs> Was I Chances are, yes. It was just a it was just a joke. You said because uh, God, I, I'm trying to remember the context of it. I was hoping someone would remember. Um, but it was sort of like like someone said something complimentary, and then it was, and then there was some laughing. we just like the kind of joking around. You kind of said in, in passing, and just like, well, geez, now I can't ever believe any of the compliments you guys give me. Oh, I remember. Oh, that. Oh, yeah, I do remember I, that. I don't remember what the context was. I just remember you saying that because I remember thinking that because we had that very, this very supportive group. And, um, I, think, I think that might have been just the three of us. I think laughy was on actually.
1: We were doing the interview for the Maker Talk thing. Maybe. Oh. Yeah, maybe. that's what it was.
2: Yeah, and uh but so that got me thinking too, like, because we were discussing that about people being at different levels and then complimenting and so it's like 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 Trevor. I mean, yeah, I mean I looked at that like I don't understand it. Like <laughs> you know? And he's also very quick to compliment me, you know. It's just like you know, but I, I kinda wanted to talk about that about like okay. Does it matter if someone else says you're good enough? You know, is it, does that does that affect your self-image? Because that's kind of what we're on is self-image. Yeah, uh,
1: well, for me, if I'm going to answer that question, is and and I might be a little different than a lot of people, but I am hyper self-aware. I am fully aware of what I'm good at. I don't delude myself. I know what I suck at. I know what I'm bad at. I know where I want to get to and how far that distance is. So when I get a compliment from a guy like Trevor who is, uh, almost uh, a prodigal, not uh, not prodigal, but prodigy type of guy who's just, I don't know, he just seems like he's got the touch for it. And he tells me that I'm an amazing guy and that to hear a compliment from me is like something big. It, yeah, it makes me blush because I'm aware of the fact that I can't touch this guy. I know how good he is. So, so you know, I get that. But I also understand, and uh, I don't know if anyone's read Malcolm Gladwell, but he's like that popular business book guy. But uh, he talks about an amount of time that it takes to get good at something, and, and it's 10,000 hours. So basically, mm. it takes 10,000 hours to master anything that you want to do, and yeah, if you want to do it, you know, you kick in the time, and you will get good. And one of the examples that he uses is the Beatles. People think, like, oh, they were just discovered, and these guys were amazing. No. They spent years and years and years playing in horrible little clubs in Berlin, starting off with other people's covers, then eventually writing their own songs, but mastering their craft. They had spent about five years or ten years playing in these crappy little Berlin clubs before they were discovered you know so they were incredible by the time they were discovered so it wasn't this like weird anomaly thing so if you want to get good put in the time you're not going to get comfortable with a tool you're not going to get comfortable with the technique unless you fail many 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 times and I fully recognize that so the more things I do the more I'm exposed to the more times I do them as maybe tedious as it gets the better I will get at it.
2: Cool. So then there's that, you know, when we talk about the am I good enough, there's, there's now and then there's later, and then there's all this time in between. So, you know, all, all that time in between is like you're good enough for where you are at that time. And I think that's where a lot of people have trouble uh, is like the, you know because you're always your worst critic you know you see you mm-hmm. you see the spot that you screwed up and nobody else can see it and maybe they can but they don't, it looks to you it looks huge and so you get to that place where people like stop trying and that's like like I said with Vance Maker and everything and the new uh, the video I'm putting out about him on probably uh, Christmas Day or Christmas Eve I'm going to put out is like him just like muscling through and trying to encourage all of us to muscle through because you you know you are good enough if you if you put that work in you know, and, and everything in between. Um, yeah, no, this is an interesting topic. Um, how about you there, um, Mr. Bill? You have all sorts of experience with tools uh, out the wazoo. Um, you've made stuff then and you made stuff now. You see the, the difference in the, the quality of your work, I'm sure, as you go. Where do you feel you're at? Do you think you're anywhere near that 10,000-hour mark? Yeah, you're halfway there.
0: No, I, I feel like um, I, I, I've just started that 10,000 hours. I mean, every time I build something, it's it, it feels to me that way that I'm discovering it and learning it all over again. Um, to kind of address the question, though, it's like, if somebody compliments you or don't, does it matter? And I would say, reality says, yeah, every single time. But how you react to what they think of your work um, makes a big difference. I have enough confidence, again, because just doing this for a while, that if somebody... Just it trolls me and says, you know, hey, you suck and blah blah blah. I don't buy that. But if Tim Sway says, hey man, that was really cool, that matters. I mean, it's like it's it's more. Maybe that's more validation. which mm. you, Again, that you don't need, but it's it's always nice. And that's yeah. that's what the the, the group kind of has a big deal too. With is a lot of validation going on, a lot of horsing around, but a lot of validation. And I think I I mentioned it before where you know whether you glue two popsicle sticks together or, or you build a house. Um, Believe it when somebody tells you that's amazing. If, if you're struggling with with that, am I good enough, believe it when people tell you. Because even if they're lying to you, um, so what? It's a compliment. you know. And just take that. It's like, well, hey, somebody's taking the time to remark on what I just did, and it wasn't horrible. They actually said a positive thing. Take that. You're at least eliciting a reaction from somebody that's positive. You know, so
2: <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. Even if it's complete BS, at least that person thinks enough of you to say something nice, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. You know, I think it's
1: more than that. I think it's a question of perception also. We see things one way, and then someone sees something a different way, like our skill sets aren't all the same. So when someone from a different skill set comes in and sees what you've done, and Maybe to them it is amazing because it's not something that's within their current, you know, toolbox of things they're able to do and vice versa. So for you, you're like, well, I just glued these two Popsicle sticks together and this other guy's coming from, you know, a place where he doesn't even know how to use glue. Hmm. You know, it, it's, it's a total different, uh, you know, perspective.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: But it, it is good to be graceful about, you know, your answers when someone compliments you. You know, I did say uh, thank you and, and did a little – you know, smiley winky face. So, well, that means a lot. I like it smiley winky. I face. think it shows respect and grace.
0: It shows the Canadian way. <laughs> You're right about that. You're right about that. All right, so I, I got a question I'll pose to you. Let's let's bring this back to what we do, what we want to do, what we want to get better at, and that is upcycling and reclaimed and recycled and reused and repurposed. Um, so one of the I th- I mentioned it just a minute ago one of the things I struggle with um, am I good enough when it comes to this stuff and it came down to am I good enough to make a difference when I hmm. when I think about all these people that are out there and you know you've got Greenpeace out in the middle of the ocean doing their thing you've got guys that are chaining themselves to a tree you know people that are really saying something trying to make a difference Throughout the whole world, and for a long time, I was like, I "It's never going to matter what I think. I don't have the time to go do that." And blah blah blah. I'm not going to really make a difference. And where I'm at now is, yeah, I do. Every time I don't throw something away that could be reused or repurposed, I am making a difference. And, and the, the biggest difference I'm making it for is myself and how I feel about it. And it makes me want to do more and more every time. So that's I, I don't know. Tim, I think you're you're the epitome of what it takes to just being very aware of your impact and your footprint on the planet. I know you try in, in most of your decisions to, to do something about that. Um, I'm getting there, and you as the example is great. And I, I, Phil, I'm sure you are too. But what what do you guys think about that? Where somebody says, you know, what I'm not good enough to make a difference in this whole recycle upcycle, you know, quit tearing up the planet because I'll never be good enough to to change the world but
1: go. I'll answer very quickly because Tim's answer is probably going to be a little bit longer but I will tell you (laughs) the the statistic is that uh, 3% of garbage that goes to landfills is generated by North American households. That means that 97% of the garbage that fills up our landfills belongs to industry and business and commerce. So the way to drastically affect change is to get the way businesses think about the materials that they throw away and for me that is by just spreading the word organically through people that I know. So if I can get one company, if I can get two companies to start thinking about the fact that they're throwing up pallets or burning pallets or throwing away material or whatever it is that they're doing with it by talking to the guys who are like me over there who maybe, you know, we build up this little network, I think even this 1300 or 1400 people that's in the group you know is getting the word out and you know it starts to get exponential that way but i think the the biggest way to affect change is to is to get to the heart of industry get them to start using less recycling aluminum instead of processing new you know that kind of thing
0: so what do you, what do you say to the guy that that just doesn't have that access to to network with people, and he's he's struggling. What do you say to that guy that he can? He says, "Hey, I can't make a difference." You know, what would you say to somebody like that? You
1: know, I would say, "You're talking to me," so already there's a difference. You know, nice. let me plug you into this network. Let me get you here. I mean, you, know, you you have one other guy that you know. If you talk to one other person, already you're making a difference.
0: I think people need to hear that more.
2: Yeah, that's that's a really good point, Phil. I mean, and what they it is true that. You know, like what what we're doing is is a very small drop in the bucket, and um, it is about getting. You know, the the larger problem now. Obviously, I I don't run a multi million dollar corporation, so I can't tell my multi million dollar corporation to change its ways. You know, but right. what I can, and I always say this too, is like I'm just an artist. I'm trying to, to raise awareness for the things, that I tell everybody I know. I try not to preach, you know, especially like you know, and it gets touchy with things because it's you start touching on people's like soft spots you know like vegetarianism is a great one it's like people can be like the most open minded people in the world and then you start talking about like all the environmental impact of eating meat and then oh they shut down you know because it's it, it gets too close so you gotta be careful about that because you can just turn people off mm-hmm. so I just try to live a positive life and leave a you know, make a positive impact and encourage other people to do it via inspiration, fully realizing that what I'm doing is basically just inspiration, you know.
0: One of the things that impresses me most about you is you are absolutely strong in what you believe and you pull no punches, but you never say, this is what I want everybody else to do. It's always like, this is how I am. I'm living my life this way and you still love everybody else anyway.
2: Well, yeah, because... What am I gonna, I'm going to tell you what to do. I'm going to tell people what to do. I don't like being told what to do, so no one wants me to tell them what to do. You know, I'm just going to try and leave a positive example. The example
0: know? I give everybody all the time because technology, we all have one of these. We have an iPhone. We have a, a phone. And if I want you to look at one of the pictures on my phone, if I, if I go like this and shove it in your face, you're mm-hmm. going to back away. But if I stand over here and say, hey, man, check this out. This is really cool. You're going to walk over and want to take a look. And that's yep. kind of a weird analogy of how I see how you go about it and how I try and go about it as well.
2: That's that's a very, very good example of uh, of how I try to go about it is to just make make it not seem like Because then there's the other thing, like, I've been sort of doing this stuff and thinking this way for a long time. And so it's... You know, like the, I remember the first time back in, like, you know, for you, Bill, it was probably like the 80s, but for us it was the 90s when the recycling bins started showing up, and you know, mm-hmm. the people were like, what, i got to separate my plastic, there's that dogma about it, like, I have, the, and now it's like, it's nothing to think twice about, um, you know, it's just like, oh yeah, the glass goes here, the plastic, it's just, you just got to get over that hump, and I've been doing all these things maybe a little bit above and beyond what a lot of people do that. If I were to sit and list it all, your head would explode. Like, oh, my God, I can't do all that. Just do it one thing at a time. You don't have to throw out everything in your house and start over. Like, you know, use up what you've got and then buy the, the more environmental product. You know, and this and, this and that. It's, and, um, and so, yeah, you try not to make it overwhelming. I just try to show. So now I started this new series. Um, uh, the, the first one I just fixed the fan because I thought it would be funny. <laughs> but um, the, the idea with this series is I'm actually going to start doing this little video series showing some of these little things that I do that maybe people have thought of maybe they haven't, uh, to use up some of these materials. Um, And this is going to be interesting to see how people react to it because, uh, again, it's like, now, to get back to topic, am I good enough? It's like, well, who the heck do I think I am to start telling people, you know, like, how to do things? Um, Because, you know, so far to this point, my channel has always just been like, hey, this is some crazy fun art stuff that I do with trash, and now I'm going to maybe start getting to, like, some more detail, like not necessarily artsy things. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with it, and I'm trying to do it in a non-preachy way, of course, because I don't want to listen to anybody preach to me, you know. Just sort of showing some little things I do and see if anybody likes them and how it can be fun, you know, to actually be green and creative and interesting.
0: See, and this, I think all three of us answered that question, am I good enough to upcycle? Because I actually, the reason why I asked that is because people are coming up to me now, you know, with an interest in doing that, but they don't think they can. It's like, I, I don't have I don't have a vision that you do. I can't use, you know, I, I have to go just buy some some lumber from Home Depot and make a box because I couldn't, there's no way I could think of something or as far as like, I have friends, uh, especially in the Bay Area where we're very conscious about recycling and everything, that'll come up and say, well, I, I'd love to, to, to upcycle it as a way to help the environment, but I, I'm not good enough to make any kind of a difference, so uh, the three of us, I think, kind of wrangle that into what our show is about which is reclaimed upcycle mm. reuse, have fun and and this topic which is am I good enough and I say yeah we're all good enough we're all good enough to actually make a difference start making a difference with yourself If you have an interest in in saving you know I think, I think Bob Claggett was talking one time about how he has a a separate recycle bin where he puts paper towel um, tubes and milk cartons and things like that because he and the kids use that to actually make projects you know how easy is that to to get the ball rolling for for your kids to see oh this is we don't just throw this away this is useful we can do something with this so anyway I don't know where that came from.
1: No it's good it's leading by example and that's the only best way to lead but I will uh, I will close out this this topic by saying whether you believe that you're good enough or not do it anyway whether it comes to upcycling making videos uh, making whatever it is if you believe that you're good enough or not just do it anyway and it will come
2: <laughs> right you <laughs> know yeah there's that uh, you know uh, i think the the best example of it lately is uh, that jim carrey speech that went around a few years ago i don't know if you saw that he was doing a commencement speech and he talks about how his his, um, his father Wanted to be you know an actor or comedian or something but and he kind of gave up and he got this job and he settled and stuff and and he ended up losing the job and everything so the 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 moral that Jim Carrey took out of it was that even if you if you don't chase your dreams you can still fail like so why would you do that why wouldn't you just go do what you wanted to do and then I think the way he said it was well what if everything goes right because everybody always has this attitude of what if everything goes wrong and it's like, right. what if everything goes right? Because that is just as likely. It is a 50-50 chance, really, you know? Maybe, maybe not. But, you know, whatever. That's just the point. Is how do you want to do it? And I, I wanted to say, because I just remembered this, that the, the title music that we use for the show is you know, a song I wrote in 09, and, and the, the lyrics are obviously not there, but the first line of the song is, um, if, uh how's it go? Uh, Will I make a sound if I come crashing down if no one is around to hear me hit the ground? Like the tree in the forest. Yeah, right. And uh, that and, I, and I, that's uh, that's what that whole song is kind of about, and it just seems sort of appropriate for this topic.
1: Wow, that's deep. It's the sound wow. of one hand clapping. Um, yeah. So <laughs> 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 you are good enough. We are all good enough. Go out there and do it. Let's go right into what are we watching? Bill, what are you watching?
0: I am watching one of our uh, one of our group mates. Mr. Matthew Royer, and uh, he just did a, a Jimmy Duresta inspired cubbyhole shelf drawer holding, oh my God, amazingness thing that he's building for his shop, and. Um, we need to give uh, Matthew some love. Uh, like a lot of us, he's you know he has had some ups and downs this this past year, and he's just always up and he's always out there and he's so supportive. Mm. And uh, let's let's um, let's check out his channel and see some of his uh, subscriptions go up. I think he's yeah, definitely sure. worthwhile. And also, real quick, because you know I always do this, um, Lisa Klatchik, I think is how we say her our last name, our um, our sister in the group. Um, she sent me a Christmas card to me and Casey, and I just wanted to give her a shout out. Lisa, you're so cool! Thank you so much, as did uh, Christy and, and Colby Beam. Uh, I got a Christmas card from them, too, as well as a sticker. So anyway, forever. I just I love everybody. These guys are
2: so cool in our group. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I saw group. Um, I saw Matt's stuff on Instagram, because I haven't seen the video yet, but he's been posting all these pictures. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And like, the patience you have to have for the precision to to make all these teeny tiny little cubbies, just like Jimmy did it, like man, my hats yeah. off to this
0: guy. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. what blew me away because I, I've done stuff like that before, guys. It takes forever, and then when mm-hmm. you're gluing up twenty different things that you got to line the slots up on the rabbits and everything. Yeah. You made it look like it was like maybe it's editing, but it was like bam, it all fit, and I'm
2: like, oh man, I got to learn how to do it that way.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, I mean, the magic I of
2: editing, by the way. <laughs> the magic of editing. I made yeah. that Lego box, and I didn't videotape it or whatever. It was all just some, and it was, I only made like eight boxes to go in there. It's like to store Legos, and they were like larger. And it was, uh, you know, same thing. It's like, wow, they're all the same size. How hard could it be? And then you get halfway through, and you're like, oh my god, just mind-numbing, like work to do that. And then, but what he did is like ten times the, the difficulty level of that. I can't, I'm looking forward to watching the video. I haven't seen it yet.
1: Yeah, he's good enough.
2: Um, <laughs> good Tim, are you watching? Uh, I wanted to mention a, a artist, and he's somewhere in Europe and one of the northern countries. I'm not sure which one because I should have paid attention. <laughs> uh, his name is Thomas Dambo, D-A-M-B-O, and um, he doesn't put up a ton of videos, but he does a lot of art and, like, uh, recycled and upcycled art. But he just put up a video a few days ago of he built this uh, well i don't know if he built it i'm assuming he, him and a bunch of people built it because it's huge and amazing but it's like this little like kind of fairy tale house made out of like pallet wood and scrap wood and stuff and it's right downtown in some beautiful european city and and all these kids are welcome to go inside this place i mean i can't even imagine like like any kind of zoning law in america that would allow this to happen <laughs> but all these kids go into this place and they and they make christmas gifts for their parents out of recycled materials Um, it's just, it's just a minute and a half long video. He doesn't show the build. He just shows the project and what's going on. These kids in there and it just, it was like everything I've been trying to do like times a thousand and, um, just absolutely amazing and beautiful. And I really think everybody should just watch this. It's it's only, only like a hundred people have seen this video and I just don't understand like it should be going viral. So uh, Thomas Dambo is, is the channel.
1: Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. check it out. We'll put Definitely it in the I'll show notes. Out. I just watched
2: a really cool video,
1: and it turns out this guy has a massive channel, and I didn't really hear about it, but it's called DIY Perks, and the video is a camera slider. So it's like this: um, these two copper pipes, the three-quarter inch, and he builds a whole slider out of MDF, and then he mounts a camera tripod head to it, and just, like, glides across, and then at the end he shows you all the examples of the shots that he's taken with it. And it looks like a million dollar rig. And he built it for probably 50 bucks. <laughs> and I must do this, because it looks amazing. And it's <laughs> a whole, like, counterweight pulley system, and that way you could do it on like gradients, and you could do it on slopes. So, awesome. I'm gonna... I mean, I think the cool thing about seeing this kind of stuff is that we're now getting the, like, Hollywood effects into the YouTube video. It's like our game has to be elevated to stay at the very, very top of, of the YouTube video creation. It, it, it just can't be any more, like, single camera pointed on you, like, security footage, fast mm-hmm. motion stuff. Like, we all sort of now think about the fast cuts and, like, the different angles, and we move the camera to show the different perspectives, and some of us are using multi-camera, and some of us are using... Motion graphics, and you know, there's guys like, um, uh, what's his name? Brian Grella, I think his name is, who built this whole like panning uh, gantry thing, and then like you could just like the rise and the fall and the smooth. Anyways, I'm rambling, but the point of the matter is, is that I think that we are getting to a point at YouTube where it's looking more and more professional. The guys in the garages are pulling out the Hollywood type effects and it's a blast to see that happen. It's just so much fun.
2: Indeed. Nice. Indeed. I know I need to step my game up. It's uh, It's been on my list to you know, continue to develop my style because, well, it's good enough for now, but eh, I could have done that better. Good enough for now? Good enough yeah. for now, but I could have done that better. Well, you know, you do it better the next
1: time. That's sort of like the mantra. I'll do it better next time. I'll do it, that's and then you it. just keep yeah. that That's the one step ahead of the other to get up the mountain. That's my whole thing, man. Okay, let's, uh, let's talk about our channels um, real quick. Uh, I'm Jake and Emmy's dad. I am on YouTube. I'm on Instagram at, at Phil Pinsky. I'm on Twitter, which is also Periscope,
2: at Phil Pinsky. Uh, check it out. Tim, you are? I've been really thinking about uh, bringing back my MySpace page. <laughs> <laughs> I still have it. It's called myspace.com backslash tim sway Base. And I went and I put a couple pictures like a year ago up, because I've been thinking about this for a while, a couple pictures like a year ago up of some things I made, but then there's still all these random pictures of me and, you know, music and stuff. And uh, But I was thinking about turning that into my new woodworking page. If you're not on MySpace, however, if you're not hip, you know, then you can get, go to my Friendster page. <laughs> <laughs> you can download all of his music on Napster. <laughs> yeah. No, um, but, yeah, just just Google Tim Sway and you'll, you'll find me. I'm, I'm just William Lutz
0: on Facebook and um, YouTube, and I, I, I forget all the time. I am on Instagram and Twitter as well, and I don't know how to gram or twit very well, but I'm, <laughs> I'm doing it as much as I can. I'd also like to take this opportunity, you guys. I don't know if you heard um, um, Wood Talk uh, came out today, and uh, we know it's Mark, it's Matt, it's Shannon, and I didn't realize it, but Matt is um, is going on to bigger and better things. So give a oh, listen yeah? to it if you haven't heard that. Yeah, Matt's uh, – that
1: was kind of like the surprise shocker today when I was listening. It was like, oh, Dude, wow. Dude, spoilers, I'm halfway through.
0: Oh, yeah. It happens right about halfway.
1: Guys, contact us for show topics. We'd love to hear from you. You can well, email us at info at com or individually, Phil, Tim, or Bill.
2: Yeah, just write to me, Tim, at Reclaimed Audio 10, Podcast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or tweet us at reclaimed audio and lastly I would like to once again remind everyone to please leave a review on iTunes it really helps in growing the, the, the podcast which is ultimately what we're trying to do we're trying to grow get bigger and uh, the other half of that equation is patreon we could really use your help and anything that you could spare would be greatly appreciated patreon.com slash reclaimed audio so
2: say we all so,
1: so say, say we all we all
0: hey, real quick to um, not to be I, – I don't care if this is correctly said or not. Merry Christmas, everybody, and if the 25th and that particular thing doesn't actually you know, mean a whole lot, I know a lot of people are out there just this time of season, I love you guys all. Happy ho-ho, whatever you want to call it. Merry um, Christmas, everyone. Absolutely. Okay, see you guys next week. All right, good. Bye, y'all.